Welcome to the Temple of the Lava Bears. Welcome indeed. Uh, this is a new uh, podcast video, I guess, vidcast series that we're doing uh, per, the, uh, per a stretch goal on our Kickstarter uh, was to do the, uh, a D&D campaign, specifically the D&D campaign, The Temple of the Lava Bears, which our Dungeon Master Jeremy will explain more uh, momentarily. But by way of introduction, I'm Graham and uh, I'm James. I'm Kathleen. I'm Paul. And I'm Cameron. Uh, the way this is going to work is we're going to do uh, we're going to be recording a bunch of different sessions and then dividing those up into different pod and vidcast episodes for your listening pleasure. You can find the audio links uh, they'll they'll be an RSS feed for it. But you can find the audio links on loadingreadyrun.com, and you can watch the videos there or on our YouTube channel, uh, which may be where you are listening to or watching it right now. Uh, first things first, we have we also have a sponsor. Ooh. For these, yes. Uh, I want to quickly tell a story about it. I won't. We'll be reminding you every episode, but I'm not going to do the full uh, story every episode. Um, I backed a Kickstarter for um, Wormwood Gaming for this thing here, uh, the Dice Vault, which is just a really nice little uh, handmade um, wooden uh, magnetite, like sealed magnetic thing for keeping dice in. I thought it looked really nice. Um, it was really, really well made. I was really pleased with the Kickstarter. I was actually, what surprised me is that it was in like September and their delivery was like, yeah, we'll deliver this by December of this year. And I was like, that is not going to happen. I have seen Kickstarters, buddy. And it turns out, boy, did they ever deliver. I was really, really impressed with that and by the general craftsmanship of it. And then I ran into them at uh, Gen Con. Uh, I was at Gen Con and saw their booth and went up and wanted to say hi and thank them for the great product and congratulate them on this, their Kickstarter success. And uh, turns out they they knew us from uh, Friday nights and and various things, and we we got to talking. And uh, um, they are they wanted to uh, sponsor something, and we were doing this, and I wanted to have their sponsorship, and so we we got together, and uh, it all turned out very very well. So uh, I want to <laughs> I want to set up a a new product that they are unveiling very soon, which is their dice tower. Uh, while I tell you that if you go to their site at wormwoodgaming.com. Uh, and you place an order, uh, and you uh, use the tr the code loading ready run when you order. You get free shipping. Ooh, nice! Yeah. So Christmas is coming, and uh, that is helpful for us uh, if you do that because um, it uh, lets them know that their sponsorship of uh, of this series is uh, useful, and and it uh, uh, lets them know that they're getting the correct sales and everything. Yeah, you also get one of the dice vaults also fits in this thing. It's, it's, it's amazingly compact. I'm really impressed with this, this whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, I actually got one of the dice vaults as well. There we go. Hmm. Uh, and what, I don't, I don't know what they have actually available for retail, but it was, it was neat on their Kickstarter. Oh, that's good. Because they, uh, they had it available in like, you know, 30 different woods and, and stuff. And, and it so sits, you got to choose. And it sits like that. Yeah, roll right into here. So we're gonna. Do we know if that's still available or not? Set it up right here. Which the tower? No, no, the uh, different wood. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They've got yeah, also they have a variety. Yeah, of all sorts of different, all sorts of different woods. You know, from uh, just like regular stuff to fancy hardwoods. Yeah, I picked one of those. I picked wenge. Wenge as my fancy dark hardwood, and so they've uh, supplied us with this kick-ass mm. dice tower and all these little um, sort of dice rolling trays and such uh, for us to use, which is surprisingly. Not nice like you wouldn't think like it's a little thing with some like leather in the bottom but it's really nice wait, wait, wait. yeah like also means the dice for shooting purposes it means the dice aren't going to just go Bang away around, like yeah. fire yeah. off the table like peep this noise 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We, so. I, Lose dice off the table in D&D sessions at least once per session. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be reminding you every episode uh, to check out wormwoodgaming.com. There'll be a link in the video description. Um, and uh, But I wanted to at least tell the whole uh, story of uh, why we like them and their products. And uh, so if you go to their site and you buy anything and you use the uh, product code LOADINGREADYRUN, you will get free shipping. And that's uh, super helpful for them and for us. So right now the Dice Tower isn't actually available yet, right? The Dice Tower will be part of a Kickstarter that they're running. Um, but uh, what they're hoping for here is that we can send people to their existing products over on the site and they can uh, so see all the, the stuff they're offering now. The vault and the rolling The vault trays. and the rolling trays and they have um, card boxes if you're into magic as many of our viewers are. They have little nice. like wooden leather bound uh, we had one uh, card boxes. Uh, it's, it's in with our magic stuff which oh, is okay. behind the, the curtain of secrets. So... Um, yeah, I want to do that, but... The uh, plus two curtain of secrets. <laughs> as, for, as for what we are doing here with all of this, uh, with uh, D&D 5th edition, which many people are asking us, what kind of D&D are we going to use? I'm going to hand it over to Dungeon Master Jer to take it away. Guess I should put your hood Oh, up. God. So why, why, are we doing, why are we doing Temple of the Lava Bears? Okay, the history of Temple of the Lava Bears goes back a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as many years as we claimed it did uh, at one point. But uh, in the first season of Commodore Hustle, um, there were a couple of episodes that featured my D&D group. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point during one of the later episodes, uh, possibly the last episode, uh, it comes out that in high school, I supposedly ran a D&D campaign for some folks in the Loading Ready Run crew, uh, Graham and James for sure, and Bill and Morgan, potentially Paul. Paul was in one of my D&D campaigns in high school. Um, and that uh, that was called Temple of the Lava Bears. And it was the most brutally difficult, unfair adventure that you could ever conceive of. Because we'd in high school, when a bunch of us met playing D&D, we had, we had played Temple of Elemental Evil, which Bill ran. But in Commodore Hustle, Bill was not the DM. Jer was the DM. So we... We sort of worked that in that his character was this like player killer, awful dungeon master who ran us through this 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 terrifying campaign called. Then we just wanted to make it. We wanted to make it reference the, the temple, but the, make it sound worse. The campaign or the Kathleen Bear fear is something that I love to go back to in Commodore Hustle. Yeah, I did a few times, and so it was actually partially because I wanted to get bears in somehow, and so I was looking for something that would sound like an old school D and D adventure. That what's, would be what's worse than bears. That would be bears, lava bears, and exactly. lava bears. Yeah, uh, seem to be the bears thing. on fire. Bears that give you fire damage <laughs> or immersion damage. I think. So, in terms of the edition of D anD D that we're using, mm-hmm. uh, we're using D anD D fifth edition, which just came out, mm-hmm. um, and we're using it. Uh, when we when we originally were talking about doing this, I was like, okay, well, we'll obviously do second edition because second edition was what we played in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that Thacko. Uh, I wanted to do fifth edition because it's what we've played more of a lot of us were involved in playtesting fifth edition fairly extensively for a couple of years mm-hmm. um in fact we went back and, and replayed temple of elemental evil in uh in uh in fifth edition so i, re- I remembered it much better this time <laughs> yeah so um so, so it, it made sense to continue playing the system that we've been playing a lot of and uh i, I don't know about you guys but i'm pretty thrilled with fifth edition uh as well so that uh i think that's really i was cool. impressed i i really enjoyed how it how it uh, coalesced over like seeing it change over the course of the playtest was very interesting but i'm very impressed with how it how it finished up yeah, as well. yeah so i mean I'm looking it's, forward to it we didn't really intend to take this long to do the temple of the lava bears you know we we were hoping to do it a little earlier in the year but and in hindsight it actually worked out quite well because fifth edition only was finalized like a month ago yeah <laughs> so uh 
that being said, mm -hmm. it is a new system. So if we are sometimes a little bit fuzzy on the rules or don't get things quite right, uh, I apologize, but I don't really apologize because <laughs> yeah. we're still having fun. <laughs> sorry, uh, not sorry. So well, we'll we, have, we have a few books around the table. We'll probably be referring to the PHB once or twice. Um, yeah. And uh, Jer's... Uh, my, my monster manual came in the mail today. So a lot of the monsters I have been statting out without it. Uh, it's assuming there were custom monsters. Yes, wow. of course. Like, that, bah, bah, bah. that beholder on the cover of the monster manual is extra that's, angry. That's something Epic. else. It's, yeah, you know, yeah I, 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 beholders always struck me as being pretty laid back. You know, when you've got nine eye stalks or whatever that all shoot different rays that kill people. <laughs> I don't feel like you have to growl at people that often. You yeah. Know? So, uh, I'm gonna, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around and get you to introduce your characters. Um, and then I'm going to explain a little bit about the recent history of the Temple of the Lava Bears. Uh, what, what you might know about it. All it's right. not actually called the Temple of the Lava Bears. <laughs> Uh, I like don't the, know that it's actually called anything. The locals as, don't. The, oh, yeah, Lava Bear Place. Oh, yeah, Lava Bear. Nobody's no. been there and back in order to explain it with Lava <laughs> yeah. Bears. Paul's got it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just going to send it around the table. You guys can talk about your characters, describe your characters, introduce yourselves a little bit, explain what you might be like and whatnot, uh, and we will go from there. So, starting with Graham. Okay. Um, my name is Adrian. <laughs> I think that's up to you how is you the pronounce it. Is the question mark is part it, of your name? Yeah. Adrin. Adrin. We'll go with Adrin. I shame, shamelessly picked this from the suggested elvish names in the player's handbook uh, because I'm an elf. Uh, that would be funny if I took it from the elvish names and was like a gnome or something. Uh, I'm an elf. I look. Uh, it's like a gnome with hippie parents. Yeah. I look sort of like elvish Hawkeye, actually, for <laughs> these uh, wonderful illustrations by uh, Featherweight. Um, Devin, uh, if you're familiar with uh, with uh, that, he of course did the title the, the the title page as well, and you'll be seeing some more stuff from him as we as we go through our adventure. Um, so yeah, I'm an elf. I'm a ranger, uh, and uh, I am the last of my tribe. That's sad. So says my my bond that I rolled for on the <laughs> table. So says the D8 you rolled. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I uh, like that. I, like, I was like, ooh, I like that. I can use that. Last of my tribe. So you're, uh, so you're shooty arrow type dude. Mm-hmm. Which I, oh, I guess I'm technically a wood elf, aren't I? I think that's how I statted it. All elf, right. comma, wood. Elf, comma, wood, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know how exactly how Maybe tall I am. Maybe you're just an elf with wood. Elf with, well, the, my bow is wood. Whoa. I mean, wait, hang on. Whoa. PG podcast. <laughs> is it? No, I don't no, know. It's not. No, I don't think it I is. I doubt at all. it is, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is Dungeons and Dragons, so elves are short. Mm -hmm. yes. Ah, short elves. Short yeah. elves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I have an ocarina. Oh, yeah. Did you roll for that are, as well? <laughs> I can't remember why I wrote that down. So, <laughs> were you, we were you playing Zelda a, at the time? Can you, what? Can you play the ocarina? We all get a, well, we're all supposed to get like a randomly generated, like, uh, keepsake of some kind. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't roll for mine. So I can, Whoops. I can, I can literally play you the song of my people because I'm the only one left. Dude. So you're, you're a short, you're, you're a wood elf, mm -hmm. the last of your tribe. Yeah. And you have an ocarina. Yeah, that wasn't intentional. Uh huh. <laughs> it was not intentional. Do you have a fairy friend yeah. as well? No. Okay. Well, hey, we'll you set you up with a fairy friend. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Can Can you actually play the ocarina? Yes. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Wait, in real life or in D and D? What are we talking here? Uh, I could probably muddle along. In I think. Real life. I think for the next session, you need to bring an ocarina, right. Tom. Okay. Joe, do you still have your ocarina? I, I, I had a, I, I had an ocarina 
recently, but I don't know if I still do. <laughs> I, I would right. just like to point out that you said Ocarina of Time. Yes, I know I did. It's a it's, it's hard not to say into Ocarina my Ocarina without adding I, of time. time yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am aware. All right. Who who are you? I am Lusion. I am half elk. I am a clear. You're half, half elk. Half elk. <laughs> half elk. You can, can I be a half elk? You can barely see the horns, <laughs> the antlers. I mean, you, you could be. I'm going to change theoretically, my name. You could be both, but it would be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. All right. I, half I am elf a and half, half elk? I am a half elf. I am a level five cleric. It's true. They never specify what the other half is. <laughs> I think in this case, it's human. <laughs> in, inferred to be human. In I this think. case, it's human. The, most, right. the most boring um, race. So when I originally uh, gave um, the description I wanted for my character, which I assume you're seeing right now, I said a little short, fat version of uh, Legolas. <laughs> is what I went for. He looks and great. I, and fat I think, Orlando Bloom. I yeah, like it. Essentially fat Orlando Bloom uh, with purple. Purple is his favorite color. Um, he is a very happy-go-lucky guy. He he is always optimistic, always looking on the bright side of life. Uh, never thing never thinks anything can get him down. Uh, thinks that you know if he works hard, good things will happen. And you know, I like that. Nice. He's he is he is he is a uh, he's a good guy. Adrian so. also fights for the greater good. Yes, perfect. Uh, and I don't have an ocarina of time, but uh, I, I neither do I. I Mine's just an ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. maybe I'll get one. So we got two elves. Well, hey, no, I'm I a half elf. Okay, cool. okay. You, you do not mix me in with him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's Whoa. fine. That's fine. All right, we actually have two point five elves because. Uh, my name, well, it doesn't really matter what my name is. It's hard to pronounce. You can just call me Gervais. I'm a drow, but as you noticed, I'm not living underground because me and many of the other drows have disagreements as to how things should go. Uh, I, uh, my character is actually a fairly nice drow, which means uh, he is chaotic neutral and <laughs> is uh, very self-absorbed and is uh, mainly in it for himself. He has kind of got a charlatany background and his uh, he is a wild magic sorcerer so basically i can wield magic but instead of having to memorize spell books like those stupid boring old mages pff, those guys suck i just call forth the elemental magic from within my soul uh, however that can sometimes go wrong whenever i use wild magic uh, my dm can decide to make me roll on the wild magic table and uh some effects may happen most of them are completely harmless but some of them are really annoying like strictly I speaking can't... he can make you roll uh, D20. And D20. if you then roll if you then roll a one, yes. then you roll on the magic. So it's not like uh -huh. you roll the magic table literally every time. No. Thank God. But, so it's like critical fumble, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it, it's things like turning my hair blue okay. or... I'm going to right click to the trigger and I'm going to choose <laughs> always yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. All right. And... Uh, Does wild magic give you some other, some like benefit as well? Or is it just the bad part? No, there's all sorts of good things. Uh, I can, uh, uh, an advantage to, I, I mostly picked Wild Magic Sorcerer for the lulls, like, let's be honest here, but um, the, one of the advantages is uh, because uh, I, can, I have an ability called uh, Tides of Chaos, and so I can give advantage to a roll of my choice once a day. Nice. Um, and uh, now, for my personality, uh, I uh, have a lot of, uh, my skills are mostly in persuasion and deception. Uh, I'm uh, perhaps... Not the most honest person you'll ever meet, but I, I'm always falling in and out of love and I'm pursuing someone. Gender, race, age, don't matter. What does matter usually? Uh, wealth. That's a big attractant for me. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I am determined to make something uh, uh, of myself, though. Since leaving the drow underground, I will prove all those fuckers wrong. Um, but And I owe everything to my mentor, who is in jail. But she is a great lady because she's in jail. We, we agree on many things. She taught me a lot of the things that I... She taught me almost everything I know. Presumably in drow jail for being too nice? <laughs> no, I think... No. Uh, uh, in, uh, like, overworld jail. Oh, okay. Uh, so... One of the... Ba- the background I randomly rolled was, uh, I owe everything to a mentor who is in jail, and they're a bad person. And it's like, oh, yeah, but by, right. the, but, but by my standards, they're a great person. Yeah. They're an A-plus good person. So, um, you guys are not going to be... Uh, encountering a lot of people who are not freaks, uh, <laughs> which is which is probably uh, to your benefit, uh, because uh, normal people uh, consider drow as uh, like kill on sight style. Uh, but I'm demon. so charming. So I, charming. I am actually. I have a charisma of eighteen. I am literally poison tongued. So all the people that you get within talking range of. You will be able to, uh, but I also I also know disguise self, so ah. it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Okay, uh. that that could definitely help with social interactions. Yes, yeah. uh, I feel that I am perhaps an underhanded kind of person. Uh, I am five foot three, so it's pretty tall for a drow. Yep. Like it's definitely on the higher range. Uh, I weigh I rolled this on the table eighty five pounds, so I'm very thin. Uh, my my eyes are pale blue and my hair is white, as is drow. Uh, and uh, I think Dritzt is a chungus. <laughs> well. <laughs> Most of us do. rolled rolled randomly. Yeah, on, yeah. on the oh, who do you think is a chungus table? <laughs> yeah. It's actually gritsed all the way down yeah, until actually, the one hundred. Yeah, and then it's just sort like, of name. Ninety seven is actually the Tarask. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jarrah's like you said, like you'd actually be really nice by Drow standards, uh, but uh, dritzed, jeez, <laughs> that guy. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, Maybe Paul. he's my cousin. All right, uh, I am Thok, the Thok. Ha- the half orc fighter. Uh, partially because uh, I uh, I think I was the last person to uh, create my character, and I saw the rest of the party were weird, like weak and squishy, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, geez, we gotta we gotta get some sort of nastiness in there." I thought you I I went ranger because I thought you called fighter. <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah, so Thok is uh not too smart but wise. Ooh, all right. He, he's street smart. He, yeah, you know, he's not 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 necessarily you know the quickest on the uptake, but he has a deep a deep pool of wisdom. I think that's uh, and also he has a large axe uh, and is uh, a large and has armor and shield and all sorts of stuff to make him hopefully not die immediately. Sweet, which Barbar- is what I'm looking for. It's the rare barbarian that lives to level five, unless they don't. They have some kind of smarts, right? <laughs> uh, he, uh, yes, he. In his main personality trait is that uh, he, he he's uh, very pro- over, very protective of his friends. Uh, in fact, according to this, uh, watches over. I watch over my friends like newborn pups. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> basically. I the half the team, or, le- or the most of the team, seems to be variations on elves, and that's, you know, I I'm just really concerned that, you know, you guys are going to get totally smashed. <laughs> These little teeny elves. Yeah, I'll we're take so care small and squishy. So uh, Thok. So to that end, so Thok has a bunch of things that our half orcs can do, um, which just he's 
big and strong in various ways. Um, and he has uh, a bunch of maneuvers that he can do. Uh, and you have to say that every time you do one now. The most, uh, the, uh, and I chose some of them. Uh, for instance, there's one called goading attack, which means I, I attack somebody and they have to attack me back. If they don't attack me, like if they try to attack anybody other than me, they get disadvantage on that attack. Because hmm. I'm like, <laughs> bring it on. Come at me. Come at me. So that's anyway. sweet. Come uh, at me, Broheim. <laughs> he, he also uh, has a dulcimer that he carries on his back and is surprisingly good at playing. <laughs> wow. So like after he saws somebody in half with an axe, does he just lay lay down some wicked riffs? Yeah. Yeah. Just he spent he spent a long basically he spent a long time in the wilderness by himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got like hand, battle axe and then axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those Check of you who don't style. know, a dul- yeah, a dulcimer is basically the medieval equivalent of like it, it's don't, like don't, don't you play it with tiny hammers? That would be a hammer dulcimer. Oh, okay. Oh. No. All right. I'll look this different up. different deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's but, the difference between a dulcimer and a lute? <laughs> uh dulcimer is it doesn't have the like the the neck. The neck. It's just basically It's a box with strings. A box with strings on it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, and those are our those are our four primary characters. Burr, so burr. Cam is in a fifth seat, mm-hmm. uh, and he is going to be Where joining we will us. Have special guests. Yes, yes. He is I, joining us as our special guest for the first session. I I am playing a uh, thirty-seven point meat barrier for the, rest <laughs> of the party. I'm I'm providing thirty-seven. Temporary hit points. <laughs> that, is, that is your character's like, name is yes. 37 temporary <laughs> hit points. Okay, I gotta, I gotta write yeah. that down. Um, 37 point meat. Uh, <laughs> Ryan is a rogue. He's a thief. Um, he is almost radically honest because he is a very bad liar. An so he doesn't even thief. try anymore. Um so it's well, he like he wouldn't think of himself so as a thief. Like he's he steals something, a, but if they're like, "Hey, did you steal something?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." Well, he wouldn't. I don't think he would steal from you. Ah. Uh-huh. He would see himself more as an explorer. He, <laughs> okay. I, I I took the sage background for him. All right. No, I like that because I figured this is probably the one time when I can really justify just rolling on every random table I can find, and so I made the character fit with what I rolled. That's sweet. Um. He is. Always, he is intensely curious, always looking for new things. He's a human, by the way, so. I'm sorry about what I said. I just said they were boring. <laughs> you just said what we're all thinking. Yeah. <laughs> right? I just said what we're all thinking. It didn't work well humans. for a ranger. Wood Elf gave me more good bonuses. Humans, they're average. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, Welcome da. to D&D. Uh, yeah, he tends to be kind of open friendly um gullible he's not <laughs> stupid but um let's see yeah how else would i describe him stabtacular stabtacular <laughs> love it i'm i'm imagining kind of a young indiana jones type um like yeah only not as well, not like big and co- that's why I'm saying young yeah. Indiana Jones because he's not cocky and like world weary yet. Yeah, no. Like, like you mean Shia like, LaBeouf in uh, in the <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. movie that does not exist. So you're Shia LaBeouf is what or, we're saying. Wait, which was it? River Phoenix who played him in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm thinking <laughs> okay. of. 
So, uh, is your mode of desired mode of like uh, of combat to be have other people distracting and you sneak up behind and stab them? Uh, that's the kind that has let him get up to level five. <laughs> I right. want I want to shoot things from a distance. But he wouldn't think of himself as a violent person. <laughs> what are the What are the rules for shooting into combat again? You just do it. Sick. Yep. Yep. Twice around is what I do it. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. Fifth Edition. You just do it. Sweet. <laughs> I love that. That's the motto. Well, yeah, no, it but it, like you just that, do it. That's already been taken by Nike. <laughs> I, I was no, reading, that's just just do it. <laughs> I was reading a long forum thread about three point five and the logistics of passing a weapon from one hand yeah. to another hand, and so having people argue that it was actually two move actions. This is why I like Fifth Edition. <laughs> fifth Edition. It's like no, you just do it. Um, okay. All right. That that's us. Great. Um, so, the town of Swasson has... Uh, Swasson? No, Swasson. 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 Like S-A-W-S-S-O-N? No, T-S-W-A-S-S-O-N. <laughs> totally not Swasson. The town of is it Swasson... On, is it on the shore? Do we have to take a ferry to get there? It is in the equivalent <laughs> uh, geographic region, or in an equivalent geographic region to the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So These, these BC Ferries references are going to just really land for most, most viewers. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, so this town is at the foot of a great mountain, hmm. the Tooth, or the Old One, uh, people have called it by numerous names uh, through the decades. Uh, it has been known for a long time that it, uh, at one time, was an active volcano. Uh, it is said that there used to be a great city at the foot of the volcano. But at some point, uh, thousands of years ago, in a different epoch entirely, when cultures were different and gods were different and everything was different, the volcano erupted and it buried the city. Similar to Pompeii. Hmm. Um, so that is that is the history of the mountain. Recently, uh, the town of Swasson has been set beset by two problems. One, earthquakes. Ooh. There have been quite a few earthquakes recently. Don't like it. Um, and so that's that's unfortunate. Uh, problem number two: people have been going missing. Well, I guess first there were new people. Uh, a bunch of new people showed up in town. New people, people go missing. So they, we're not actually losing any net people. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> they, all, like, they all wore big cloaks. And uh, a lot of the locals are sort of at a loss to describe them because they, most of them were cloaked most of the time. One of them had a weird mask. Mm. Um, did it look like a bear? Did <laughs> not look like a bear. It's a good question. Um, lots of bears in this region, though. Like, this is definitely a, a bear, bear... Bear country. Rich, this is bear country. Yeah. Um, but not, not... The woods test positive for bears. Not, <laughs> not flaming bears, though. The woods uh, test. Just regular bears. There is, there is a drink that you can find in one of the Swasson pubs called the Flaming Bear. Uh, <laughs> nice. Wait, wait, wait. Is the pub called the Flaming Bear? No, no. The drink is called the Flaming Bear. The drink bear. is the Flaming Bear. Uh, and... It, the, it got its Damn. name because... Is, is this where our characters met? <laughs> <laughs> because... It is now. The innkeeper uh, woke up in the middle of the night one night and he saw a bear rooting through the trash in the alley out back of the inn. And so he took 
his 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 lamp and he dumped the oil out on top of the bear and it scared it away and he decided to name a drink after it because that seemed like a cool thing to do. do you, oh, I thought I thought it was something like the the drink was like made of the stuff that the bear had like dug out of the trash or something. Do you rumors persist? <laughs> do you happen to know what's in the flaming bear? Uh, I do not. I you know what? If you know what what's in the flaming bear, you, you the viewer at home, yes, send a letter to flaming bear care <laughs> of loading ready run on no, my just, throat. Just, just, <laughs> Tweeted at us. Make yeah. sure that there's children's cough syrup in it. Though. No. Oh, no. No. no, that's the secret ingredient. <laughs> We're not having the Tussin, James. So strange people showed up in town, and then they left, and then folks started disappearing. Uh, and the earthquake started at around the same time. That was basically the timeline. So folks show up in town, folks leave, earthquakes start, and people start going missing. Hmm. Um, so those are all bad things. Well, maybe the people showing up and leaving are not, it's kind of a neutral thing, but the, the earthquakes and people going missing, definitely bad. Right. Um, when, when we're talking about earthquakes and people go missing, are we talking about like earthquakes that are opening large cracks in the ground and people are falling into the cracks or are we no. just like, no, we're not talking, tremors? we're not talking fissures. We're okay. talking, and there's not like a one-to-one correlation. It's not for every earthquake. One person <laughs> <Yeah>. goes missing. <laughs> it's just like there's earthquakes. Also, there's people going missing. Uh, it depends on who you ask. Oh, uh, right. Definitely some people will tell you that there is an absolute one-to-one correlation uh, on people going missing. Weird. And there there are a number of theories uh, around town. Uh, for example, uh, there is a theory that people are uh, leaving town and they're walking through the woods. And when they walk through the woods, when they get to the other side of the woods, they find the end of the world. And they fall off the end of the world and they impact into some sort of celestial body. And that is what causes the earthquakes. Uh, what do these smart people in town say? Uh, well, wrestling giants. <laughs> is, is, is this a theory that's been common after the flaming bears? <laughs> this, is, this, this must be a very small town if people actually believe the end of the world is just outside the forest. Well, Isn't the forest the thing that we just like we came through and already get to the town? I mean, it it can be generally presumed by such people that you came from the forest, ah, I see. including the drow. Mm. But you know, you never know. It takes all sorts. All right. Yeah, probably wrestling giants is another good. Uh, <laughs> you know, like someone goes off and and they they get the gi- the giants angry and the giants is get into a fight. Is the who gets is the volca- anything involving the volcano and? Yes, there are some people in town who seem to think that uh, people are wandering up to the volcano and falling in. Okay. Uh, and that that is causing somehow uh, tectonic activity. But some, well, I am not smart, so that sounds like a good theory to me. <laughs> some potentially more astute people uh, have come to the conclusion that uh, people are actually being kidnapped and dragged off to the volcano. I also believe that. Um, and in fact, after doing some investigation in town... I just town, noticed how dumb my character is, sorry. <laughs> after doing some investigation in town, uh, you more or less come to the same conclusion. Mm. Some some strange cloaked people have been seen uh, still hovering around the town at, only at night. Mm. Uh, and uh, the people who have disappeared are generally people who are walking home after one too many flaming bears at night. <laughs> Uh, and uh, or our you merchants who keep, are just coming into town keep the bear flaming so you can use it as a torch, <laughs> yeah, as a torch yeah. and then drink it just before you go inside uh, but regardless sure you blow it out before you drink it though. Uh, regardless folks are, are going missing is, so, is there a pattern to the kind of folks are they men or women or both all, all kinds of folks just that they go missing at night they go missing at night uh, there's been like one person going missing every say five or six days 
Holy shit. Um, How many people are left in this town at this point? Well, I mean, it hasn't been, this hasn't been going on for so long. It's been going on for maybe a month. So, you know, there's so like there's 10 like people, five missing. people missing. there's like five people missing then. Uh, yes, five, five people missing. Days. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's been like five people missing so far. Um, and... That sounds so bad. <laughs> so yeah. it is a Let's pattern that else. has aroused suspicion, but not people aren't like full on freaking out. Right. Yet. Right. Uh, well, people are kind of full on freaking out at this point. Uh, it seems pretty, pretty. Yeah. If the fifth person, scary. if the fifth person in as many days goes missing, that's kind of scary. I mean, this is not like a London-sized town. This is like a very small town of maybe a thousand people. Mm. So maybe there's a really awesome party that's going on. Month-long and rager. Yeah, like no, it's the party. And the from music the, is so loud that it's causing earthquakes. It's the bass. Ooh. It's the party from Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide that just kind of goes around and yeah. collects people. Either that, or it's just people all of a sudden radically cluing into the play, the fact that this place sucks. <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. like, why am I here? I'm gonna leave. And, and, then, they just, and, and they just said, and like life. the first person left, and somebody else is like, oh yeah, we can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> this place sucks. So we're, so we're going to the. You're going to the volcano. To the volcano. Yeah. Sweet. Is the All volcano right. like active? Like, is there smoke Smoking? coming out of it? Yeah. Yeah. So, or is it still as dormant as it has always been? How do you have any proficiencies that would like point to things about the volcano? Any, any sort of like anything that would give you knowledge of of geology or. Um, anything like that. You can all make some intelligence checks and maybe... Uh, well, I mean... Prob- well, if you've got, like, knowledge nature, I guess, would be... Or, like, nature is a, as a yeah. skill. So, or just a fairly high intelligence. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I got a, six, a 16 on my intelligence Your first roll of the game is a 20? Nice. 23. 23. Natural 20, though? Yeah. Mm, nice. So this would seem to indicate that maybe this volcano is going active. Uh, you are not Whoa. entirely sure uh, because you have very limited information to work from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, typically you would get some tremors before a uh, long dormant volcano decides to go active again. Right. So are the people in this town interested at all in leaving or is the world outside the forest basically like... Well, they can't leave. It's the edge of the world. They can't. <laughs> well, like, I, if I know anything about history, and I do... Because <laughs> I have a plus six. And, and I have a little dot that, here yeah. that indicates I do. Yes. The, the dot indicates I know history. Um, the entire, like, the last time this volcano erupted, it destroyed a civilization. Right. A, a larger civilization than this town by a significant margin. Um, yet I'm heading into the volcano. The, the <laughs> town is farther away than that civilization was, right? Like, they were right at the base. Or is yeah. the town built, like, on the bones of that civilization? The town is... No, no, no. The, the civilization was completely buried. Uh, it was completely covered in what is now the volcano. Ah. So, uh, part of the slopes... So the volcano got bigger. Yeah. Part of the slopes that lead up to the volcano are uh, over top of the town. Now, cool. uh, Cam, to answer... Uh, your question in a little bit more detail. You think that this kind of these kind of earthquakes mm-hmm. uh, would have been happening closer together and would have led to an eruption already. So the fact that they're happening fairly disparately mm-hmm. um, and the volcano hasn't erupted would mean that something is weird. Something is amiss. Something strange is going on. What if the volcano is like gonna erupt 
and somebody's like, oh, crap, it's going to erupt. We better sacrifice somebody to the volcano. Stop it erupting. Ooh. And so, so whoever's, whoever's like throwing people in the volcano is actually doing everybody a favor. Uh, doing them a service, huh? Well, yeah. they think they are. Well, clearly they are. They are. The volcano hasn't erupted yet. <laughs> clearly it's working. So, <laughs> so we're heading I to the volcano. No lava bears have shown up in town. It works perfectly. Yeah, exactly. So how you decided to go to the volcano, I am not entirely sure. I will leave that up to you. Well, I But the result is that okay. you decided to go to the volcano. All right. We're at the volcano. Um, What's up, volcano? Hey. Hello. I'd like to think that my character ambles up looking like a human in a cloak. Because mm-hmm. I have... I, and... Uh, it's like, oh, there's people here. Oh, they, they, they're not they're not super crazy about people in deep hooded cloaks right now. <laughs> yeah, so everybody gives me a suspicious look. Yeah, it's kind of it doesn't seem to be a fashion that's super in. <laughs> <laughs> so in. So everybody's giving me the side eye. Then there is some side eye. Hmm. There might be some side stab. That's in the that's in the town, right? Yeah, okay. that's in the town. But we're the yeah. We're, you guys are heading to the volcano. All right. Yeah, but maybe I'm still getting side eye for showing up in a cloak in the at the volcano. Oh, there's no one at the volcano. Oh yeah, I don't. I care. thought you said we're already there was no, already we people are. here. No, we, yeah, we are. Yeah, this us, group of us, us five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there's four of you, and then I walk up. Oh, oh right. Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. Yes. I mean, oh, I, I, got you. I assume that you were all sort of in town at the same time, and you kind of like made some sort of pact to go to the volcano at the same time. Yeah. Oh, and you've got some stuff. Whether this was a gift from the people in the town or whether it's stuff that you had already, you've acquired some magic items uh, that I'm going to give to you mm. to make up for all the magic items you don't have from getting to fifth level. <laughs> Yay. Do we just get to just pick one or so, what? You can, you can distribute them however you want. You each have a cloak. Um, but beyond that, are the cloaks cloak, in there? Oh, okay. A cloak of not dying so in a volcano. So as our merry band of cloak, adventurers cloak, cloak. wanders up to the volcano, the kindly old cloak. lady who has been leading you and has organized a, a group of people who she's met who thinks no, are very, very talented, capable people who are who uh, have volunteered to investigate the strange doings here, uh, uh, suddenly becomes a much shorter, much smaller, less kindly-looking drow man and says, "All right, let's go make some money." I like, Jared, this is a very presumptuous cloak. This cloak makes the wearer immune to the negative effects of being inside a volcano. What makes you think I want to go inside the volcano? Also, isn't <laughs> being immersed in lava one of the negative effects of being inside a volcano? <laughs> it doesn't make you immune to being immersed in lava. Being attacked by a lava bear, I would say, was one of the high, very high up on my list. I have a lava effects. bear cloak, please. Okay, okay. You know when you like see people go and like explore like volcanoes on like National Geographic specials, and they have those like Tyvex like silver suits and the hoods they're walking around. This is like the DV or the D and D version of version that. Of that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Magic. I'm not not taking that one. What? How'd you get first pick? This is bullshit. <laughs> you don't. You don't even know what first pick magic means. Items? I you don't, don't even, even know. I like that you're picky. Yeah. <laughs> is that a single use item? It's a single use item. Oh man, I'm excited. You don't have to keep it. I assume you can keep it secret if you want. Oh, I want it to be a surprise. It's gonna be good. Uh, I feel like I shouldn't take the fixed stick as I'm already the healer and it helps heal people. Fixed uh, it is, stick. It is only usable by a cleric. Well, okay. Oh, it's only usable by a cleric? Oh, you didn't actually mention that you were a cleric. You should, yeah, yes, he did. did you? you should uh, yeah. read out the description of the fixed stick. This wand has one blunt end and one pointy end. The word banzai is written in the middle. No. And it has uh, 1d6 charge a day. It, is, is, you, you, it has six charges right now. Okay. But it regains 1d6 per day. Per day, right. okay. Wands are weird. Yeah. All right. So this casts cure wounds at level equal to the charges used. Or charges used plus one, but there may be other. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but there may be other effects. <laughs> hmm. Okay. 
The Anyone? bizarre buttons are basically, if you can't wear armor, here's some armor, correct? Correct. That is what they are. I'm taking those. Anyone did, who's at our PAX panel knows the story of the bonsai stick. Did I'm you, sure we'll tell you at some point. Did you um, Did you say we also had two potions of healing? Each of you also has two potions of healing. They, they heal 2d4 plus 2 each because I'm feeling generous today. So oh. while you guys are picking, I have bizarre buttons. These special buttons are used to connect to the wearer's sleeves to themselves. A mark on them in archaic script translates phonetically to Hayes Jeweler of London, which seems to be gibberish. Use if used instead of armor, because you can't wear them, these provide are these provide and are an armor class of fourteen. Nice. So they're cufflinks. That's a typo, but yeah, it's a yeah, they're cufflinks that give you AC fourteen. So they're magic cufflinks from another world. Correct. Love it. Well, these two things don't help me at all, so I guess I will take this. What did you get? The Singet Ring of Birthrights. Ooh. Which is just a plus one ring of protection. Sweet. So even more armor. Yes. Even more protection from There's lava. There's a sword, isn't there? And bears. Uh, there is a sword of Nightling Star, but it's obviously a uh, rogue type weapon. thing. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> well, all right. So I have been, uh, I receive... <laughs> I've uh, been yeah, given. Yeah, there, there's also the another. Um, there's a short bow in there. Yeah, who's proficient with short bows? Uh, I am, yeah. but I'm... it seems like a ranger weapon. But then again, hey, you know what? Nobody else took it, so I guess I'm. Go well, I, mean, I think we everybody took one thing because we were trying yeah. to be polite. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have the sword of night, nightling star, which is a plus one short sword that uh, ooh gives a dex bonus to avoid traps. And Snakesbane, a plus one short bow that does plus two damage against snakes, which is not at all ominous. <laughs> <laughs> not remotely ominous. Lava snakes. You, you open the chest and you get the, you get the thing that's good against snakes in front of the room and you're like, I'm going to fight a snake in that room. Yep. <laughs> Dang. The, uh, this this not- weapon bypasses the damage reduction of outsiders. <laughs> the, the snake's mane uh, bow is notably it used to be a long bow, but it's been shortened to be used by a much smaller person. It's a sawn off short all right, bow. All right, yes. sweet. All right. It's like sawn in the middle and then re and then yeah. reattached magically. I like that. Yeah. So we're at the foot of this volcano. Well, so if you were a chump, yeah, you might look around the foot of the volcano mm-hmm. and find a passage leading into the ancient buried city and have a bunch of encounters and stuff in the ancient buried city. But we're not here to play the ancient buried city. We're right. here to play the temple of the lava bears. <laughs> so at some point you wander up and around the volcano. Right. Uh, and you follow some kind of clues. Maybe there's an old hermit or something uh, who is not actually maybe, the drow. Maybe we went into the ancient city and that's where we got all this stuff. Sure. Mm. Um, <laughs> who yeah. it on a collection of corpses that were charred. <laughs> yeah, that were like two feet in from the entrance. <laughs> we're like, hmm. Let's yeah, we'll take this stuff and go <laughs> inside a massive like imprint in the ground and there's like a pillar on the roof <laughs> and a locked door. <laughs> so, uh, however you found it, there is this lava tube that goes from near the top of the volcano, uh, near the top of the cinder cone, down into the volcano. Ooh. Wait, so it's like a slide? Um, it's it is definitely <laughs> it, it is definitely of the angle of a slide, but, it, but it's walkable. But it's walkable. That's good. In fact, I have some box text. Oh, oh yes, box text. I'm excited. 
You know that when the GM has written box text. You know I mean, this is I, I know normally there's it's like box text is fun because you can make fun of the the like the person who wrote overly it. flowery <laughs> language. But now I, we're just making fun of chair. Yeah, actually, I've never actually seen DM written box text. This is good. The lava tube pierces towards the heart of the mountain. Fine obsidian ridges reflect and bounce your lights. You guys have someone with a light, right? We all I have, have dark. I have dark vision. I have kind of like having dark vision, dark vision, dark vision, dark vision. What do elves have? Dark vision, dark vision, dark vision. Do you do you have a light? I have a lantern. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Fine obsidian ridges reflect and bounce your lantern light with the (laughs) shimmering opalescence of an oyster shell as you leave the fresh air of the sunlit realm for the subterranean world beneath. Ah, Feels like home. The The mountain, the inside of an oyster shell, I guess. Yes. The mountain, thought to be dormant until recently, pulses almost imperceptibly with power, to, with the power to raise towns and suffocate civilizations. As you proceed toward its heart, the air becomes cloudy with sulfur and ash. The ash makes breathing difficult and begins to dust your hair and clothes with small white particles. It sparkles in your lantern light on the walls and floor of the tunnel. Slowly but surely, the lava tube forms a steeper and steeper incline. Whee! <laughs> um, Super happy fun slide. <laughs> so this this tube is actually fairly wide. It's uh, in the like, it the cave mouth that um, that you went in was fairly hard to spot uh, because it had a lot of like random foliage and whatnot, and it was partially collapsed. Mm. But as you get into it, you realize that it's like. 40 feet across oh, oh wow so this is it's very it's so it's like we very can big. we can walk we can all have to walk, walk as a nice file. line if you want to <laughs> dun, do we do we dun, see dun, the dun, bottom dun, 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 no 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 um well i guess cool if music we're not plays. already we are put on the cloaks yeah so yeah the put on cloak <laughs> yeah definitely wearing this ash cloak now by the time you've reached a depth of half a mile, you are trudging through a layer of ash as deep and thick as snowfall. Mm. The ash obscures the lava tube's natural ridges and is slippery as dry sand, making movement treacherous. The tunnel has become steadily warmer. You begin to see the faintest glimmer of light, maybe 200 feet ahead of you, down the steep slope of the passage. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the passage is getting steeper? Yes. Is there any place we can tie off a rope, or is the like is the passage getting too steep to walk, or is it still? I guess uh, it's slippery because of this stuff. It's too. slippery. Um, that doesn't mean it's too steep to walk on. Okay. Um, you can definitely. I would say that you're probably moving at about half speed at this point. And if you were to move at full speed, you would uh, maybe face a chance of falling. Maybe all right, let's slow down. <laughs> um, all right. Well, well, I continue at half speed. The glimmering from ahead causes the ash in the air to shimmer. The light bouncing off your weapons and armor gives the illusion that the dust in the air is coalescing around them. Suddenly, there is a howling noise, and the dust around you is kicked up into near-impenetrable fog. The lava tube has become a roaring dust storm of unknown cause, reducing visibility and making the air difficult to breathe. You can feel something moving between you, around you, through the storm, making the shrill, howling noise of a windstorm as it maneuvers close enough to strike. Ooh. Let's do that thing. I want to go the other way now. (laughs) Can I go back up the tube? 
Or is this, this is a stupid question. Right? Initiative is your dex modifier, right? That is correct, unless right. it, it that is correct unless it's modified by something else. I don't think so. I'm gonna use the tower. Ooh. <laughs> the tower has forsaken you. Yes. What do you mean? I rolled a fifteen. Oh, that looks like a ten from here. No, that's sweet. Uh, yeah. Ryan? Fourteen. Fourteen. Fuck. Also fourteen. At your base? Uh three. Sick. Illusion. Uh thirteen. And Adrian. 19. So, Adrian, you get to go first. Um, you can't see a lot. You can see a lot of dust everywhere, uh, billowing, and uh, it's really hard to see much of anything, honestly. Hmm. So there's nothing, there's, there's nothing to shoot. There's there's not really anything to shoot. That's all that I you, know. That you can see. How to do. Um, definitely something is moving nearby, but all you can see is a dust storm at this point. Hmm. Is um, readying an action still a thing in D&D 5? Yes. You can ready an action. That means that you choose what you want to do. You set a condition to do it as your action, and then you can make that action as your reaction later in the round. But you still right. only get one reaction per round. Right. Okay. Uh, given that, I think I'll just have to do, do that thing. Um, because I don't, nothing that I can do, I think would be helpful otherwise. So shoot into the, 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 the cloud of the ash. I could just randomly fire, but I don't think that's actually going to help. <laughs> I mean, the ash is like everywhere now. The ash is everywhere. It is We're just like around in a cloud you. of fog, basically. It is, uh, yeah, it's. So yeah, vi visibility a, is basically right in front of our face. Visibility is nil, and the ground right. is still super slippery. So, Sweet. Uh, yeah, awesome situations. Uh, yeah, okay. I will ready an action to shoot a hostile creature when one presents itself. Okay. Uh, Ryan. I, um, I draw my short sword, but otherwise, without a target, I just try to <coughs> bring up my cloak to protect my mouth and... Yeah, I ready in action and prepare to stab something. Cool. Uh, Thok. Well, one of Thok's, or one of Thok's flaws mm -hmm. uh, is violence is my solution to almost any <laughs> challenge. <laughs> uh, I think Thok will, if Thok feels like something like moving around him and he knows it's not one of his companions, mm -hmm. Uh, I think he'll probably do like a wide swing with his axe. Okay. And try if he like he knows where his companions are, so he's not going to hit how, them. How sure do you want to be that it's not one of your companions? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Relatively sure. Relatively sure. Okay. I feel like Doc was probably at the front of the whatever procession we were doing, yeah. so at least in his memory, everybody is kind of behind him. Okay. So he's just going <laughs> to randomly swing. Make me an attack roll with disadvantage, please. So disadvantage in 5th uh, edition is you roll... Well, advantage or, or disadvantage is you roll 2d20s, but if you have advantage, you pick the better one. If you have disadvantage, you pick the worse one. Right. It's okay. a generic modifier. <coughs> mm -hmm. I like it. Hey, that's not too bad. So my worst one is a 19 to hit. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so your swing kind of seems to go wild and it gets caught in some wind and uh maybe the wind feels like it puts up some resistance you don't know um but that's probably good enough for you uh given that it 
did something. Uh, why don't you roll some damage? Cool. How about 11 points of damage? Okay. Sick. Good job, Thok. <laughs> I attacked the wind. Yeah, I attacked the wind. Hey, the wind got hurt, okay? <laughs> well, something got hurt. We don't know well, what it was yet. It could have been me. You're not even 100% sure that anything got hurt. <laughs> what, yeah. what was the line in Kill Bill? If you were to find, fight death, death would be cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Lusion is your go. Uh, I also just ready myself with my mace. Okay. So, how are you guys walking? Like, what kind of formation slowly, are you in? I feel like how I, close were you to each other? Because you can see about five feet around you at this point. You, um, like, I feel like we were walking down. Like, you, a, you were saying it was, like, 40 feet across? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like we were walking down as a group. I, yeah. Yeah, I would probably have been near the front with my lantern, so I wouldn't I'm, have been blinding any of the people with dark or low light vision. I'm sort of even imagining, like, kind of a V... Formation. Yeah, I'd definitely be at the back being the sort of softer, squishier one. That Same, because always... Ranger. So are we saying that it's it's like a V with uh, Thok at the front, and then these two, and then these two? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because like, I'm just trying to figure out if I if Broad, something attacks... I mean, when you, it's not not like a flying V, yeah. <laughs> like Mighty Ducks, but yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. It's a, loo- a loose V. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm I'm interested to know. <laughs> Although it did work really very well for the muddy ducks, it did work well mm-hmm. for the muddy ducks. You see, that's why. That's these, why we have a tray. Exactly, yes. went right off the table. All right, so there's, there's too much rolling. <laughs> there's a lot of rolling. That could be good though. Yeah. It could be good. You each take take three die ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. I roll up a new character. We're all dead. Okay, Neat. so Thok, you have the ver- a very strange sensation. Uh, that Thok is feeling things entirely that new things to are him. moving <laughs> around you, but you still can't really see what they are. But it, there's there is a sense that that something near you is like rubbing up against you and whatnot, but you just totally cannot see. Creepy. It. Um, yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like something physical, but maybe it's just the dust particles in the air. It's hard to tell. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that sets off any any of your uh, stuff. I'm assuming dark vision doesn't help this at all, does it? Because it's. Uh, I think that's dark. that's too vague for me to. Yeah, that's that's sort of how how it feels to me. Yeah. Thok makes a note of what direction the weird feeling is coming from. Hey. So that he can slash at it next turn. Hey Ryan. Hey DM. Uh, <laughs> what is your armor class? Fifteen. Okay. Um. You definitely feel uh, some of the air mm-hmm. hit you. Uh, like some of the air of the storm just like blows you down, but it blows you down so hard that it actually deals physical damage. How? Um, Wind's a jerk. In fact, it deals five points of damage. First blood. Hey, no, I got, well, I don't know if no, I We don't know if that was yeah. first blood or not. <laughs> I didn't even know if it was actually, like, blood. even if I did do damage, it might not have been, you know, blood. Yeah. <laughs> and what's Thok's AC? 21. 21, okay. Uh, and then... Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then... Oh, so, uh, sorry, Ryan, your, uh, your ready action goes off if you want it to. Uh, I guess I'm irritated at this point. Okay. I stab the wind. <laughs> Uh, disadvantage? Uh, yep. 
Ooh. Oh man. My lowest roll is a 14, which with my, uh, I roll a 22. Okay, and what are you using to attack? The Sword of Nightling Star. Okay, uh, roll me some damage, please. Do I have my sneak attack? Uh, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> Killer it- DM. Nine damage. Yeah, these these things do not have um, conventional senses, nice, that is. so they can see you, but you cannot see them. How uh, unfortunate! <laughs> uh, Lusion. Yes. Uh, this might set off your ready action. Uh, you are also being attacked by the wind. Stupid wind! All right, I hit the wind. Okay. The wind Hook rubs, me up with a D20, rubs you because I assume I'm also. The wind did not have my permission. My lowest roll: eleven. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, that will hit. Sick. Do some damage, please. I will do damage. I do seven points of damage. And now the wind is going to attack you, and it hits, uh, I think, unless your armor class is very low, and it misses. Um, So uh, you will take uh, five points of damage as well. I will. So unfortunately, just because of the situation, Adrian, I don't know that you would have seen much of that or perceived it in no, a way that I'm would still make, like, huh? what? make a lot of sense. What's happening? What's going on? Are the, the people who are hit are actually like being knocked over? You are being... Those of you who are hit, uh, it is like the wind grew a fist. Like there was a fist there that punched you and then it was gone. Stupid wind punches. Uh, and it's abrasive <laughs> yeah. because it's made of dust. Oh, so now I have like sand burn. Yeah, it, that, that's going to sting. Worst day ever. Uh, Temple of the Sand Bears. <laughs> That's the follow-up uh, <laughs> coming next summer. It's, uh, it's, in, it's in all the cracks. <laughs> yeah, it's just everywhere. You're it's dealing with it until armor. the summer after that. Uh, I'm wearing full plate armor. It's just going to be everywhere. Yeah. We're shitting pearls for us. <laughs> uh, Gervais, it's your go. Oh, good. Um, Do a thing. Would... Would fairy fire, if something brushed up against me, would that cause it to, like, at least highlight somehow, at least to the dark vision viewers? Well, yes. Excuse me. Uh, fairy fire is each object within a 20-foot cube. Oh. There you go. Within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Oh, I'll take blue, please, <laughs> to, match my, uh, to match my eyes. Okay. Uh, any creature in the area of the spell uh, is outlined in light uh, uh, if, it feels it's de- if it fails its dex throw. Go ahead and cast that centered on the party if you like. All right. Yeah. Do I need to? Uh, this is really dumb. I'm trying to figure out what the, what they have to what they have to save against. Oh. Okay. Okay. So yeah, eight plus four plus seven is fifteen. So they have to make a fifteen deck save. Okay. So I'm concerned that the wind might be quite dexterous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably quite dexterous, but it, this is the only thing I can think dexterous? of that might. I believe it's Okay, so one anymore, blue glowing creature Ooh. is visible uh, next to Thok. Uh, it hey, Thok. Is, uh, it's it, not Thok's present birthday. It, <laughs> it appears to be a tiny vortex. Um, okay. Well, tiny vortex. It's about as big as you. Relevant question. Yeah. Is it an elemental it, this would seem to be the kind of creature that would be an elemental. Favorite enemy. Excellent. Okay. Well, this is nice. your favorite enemy. Yes, this is an yeah. elemental. And make me an int check, please. Oh, that's a, not a good thing for me. <laughs> Six. Okay. So it's some sort of element. <laughs> Probably an awesome. air element. Awesome. But... Hey, that means my thing goes off. Yes. You, uh, you have detected a bad guy. Awesome. I'm going to use the big one. 
Ooh, Bamo. Uh, that is a 22. 22 is going to hit. Awesome. And Now, if I'm using this as my reaction, yeah. do I still get to uh, add... So I have a thing called Colossus Slayer, which lets me, uh, if something is hit, I can do an extra 1d8. Yes. I can do that once a turn. Can I still do that if I'm attacking as my reaction? I believe so. Okay. Do I still get to have two attacks if I'm attacking as my reaction? Oh, sure. If you have multiple okay. attacks, you can go ahead and take them. So my first attack does uh, 5 on the d8 plus 7, so 12. Okay. And then an additional 1 from Colossus Slayer. Can you pass me my d8s back? Absolutely not. And then my second attack does 13. Okay, so you have done some damage to, yeah. these, to, to this small vortex. Uh, I realized by looking it up, because it's my favorite enemy, I get advantage um, to uh, on intelligence checks to figure out what this thing is. So I'm going to roll a second d20. <laughs> that one uh, was only literally one point better. So a seven instead of a six. Nope. So I still, it's just an elemental. An elemental of some sort. broadly what that is, and I'm going to punch it with my arrows. <laughs> okay, so hey. uh, that was your ready to action. Green yeah. arrow has punch arrows. Reaction for last round, but yeah. now it's this round, and you're first. Cool, Hooray. I'm going to shoot it again. Okay. Bam. Uh, that's a nine. Yep. So 16. 16 is a hit. Sick. All right. Um, damage. Oh, that's 14. And then an additional 7, so 21. And then my second attack. I need a third D8 is what I need. There are more D8s around. Thank you. Another uh, 14. All right. You're a tank. Kaboom. Do not anger the ranger. Interestingly, your arrows are going through it, but because it's made of air, they're getting like redirected a little bit, but then they're they're, you know, tinking off down the the lava tube after that. Right. Yeah. So they're not doing a whole lot of damage. They're doing Oh, it's probably just piercing isn't very good with them, probably. If that's still a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh That's all I have. Ryan, it's your go. Uh I will go after the one that's outlined in blue. Seems good. I've got this or a javelin and they both do piercing. You're piercing in the wind. Yeah. Back in the, back in the day. Or an ocarina. I could play. A mute, I could play sound with it. Yeah, it's not going to work very well. In fact, it's probably going. <laughs> I miss right now. All right. <laughs> Throwing the ocarina at it might actually be. That's true. <laughs> Is that technically bludgeoning damage? I believe it would be. Roll a one d one. Improvised weapon. I'm yeah. going to look Thok up some of these. your go. All right, Thok sees something. Yeah, he does. It's a blue thing. That is very, very unlucky. Whatever that thing is. Which Thok decides is probably some sort of ice elemental. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because he got a three on his intelligence check. Hmm. Excellent. Uh, so he will attack. So I no longer have disadvantage to attack. Not, atta not attacking that one. Um, okay. So I will attack it one time. And I will get a 22. That is a hit. Do me some damage. Hot diggity. Uh, how about five points of damage? Hmm. How about doesn't seem to do very much at all? No. Fuck. So this doesn't seem... Fuck hmm. angry. Fuck <laughs> hungry, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck right. not, not sure. Fuck <laughs> has some sort of feeling. <laughs> all right. I will try it one more time. Attack again. 
Ooh. That's a critical. Oh, that's cool. What's really cool about that? So there's no confirming anymore, no, right? No, you just do it. What's really cool about that is uh, um, not only is that a critical, but because I'm a half orc, uh, I've got this little thing called savage attacks. Mm. That uh, if I critical, I also I get another extra dice. Mm. So which means if I know it correctly, I get D8, which is the actual damage. Yeah, and then I get that again, and then I get that again. I believe that's correct. Sick. You roll, yeah. You roll the dice twice. All right. That seems very good. That's a good. That's a good. Five. Five. So that's thirteen. And another five. So that's eighteen plus four. So that's twenty-two damage. All right. Mm-hmm. Does any of that actually hurt? <laughs> yeah. so you swing through, and the dust sort of goes and dissipates into the swirling wind around you, and the blue fades. No. How am I going to hit it, you jerk? <laughs> Uh, the blue went away. <laughs> I think that more? means you win. Bring the blue back. <laughs> more blue. Pops. I think doesn't Thok just think that you killed him now? <laughs> I'm out of blue now. Yeah, uh, Lusion, it is your go. No, I don't have a blue anymore. Um, a blue blue. <laughs> was was what I was what I attacked earlier close to the blue guy? <laughs> well, I mean. Sort of, maybe, a little bit. It's not necessarily well, right next to it. I'm just going to bash in the same direction that the last time I bashed. Sure. Because that seemed to work for me. So this would be the disadvantage. Yes. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Stupid disadvantage. Lowest is a nine, so 12. 12. Uh, that is not a hit. Well, then, I'm going to be sad. Uh, okay, so... Thok and Ryan, you're both kind of next to each other at this point because you were beating on that glowy one. And you have the weirdest sensation. Like, it's hard not to breathe in uh, the dust. Uh-oh. But it's almost <laughs> like it's really easy to breathe in the dust all of a sudden. Like, it's it's just there in front of your nose. And it's it's kind of pushing itself into your nose and mouth. And and that's that's really interesting. I need uh, constitution saves from both of you. Uh-oh. Ooh, I'm good at those. Well, maybe I'm not. Let's see if I'm that, actually good at those. That could have been worse. All right. So that's an 18 for me. 16 for Ryan. Okay. So you guys are unaffected by this. By at whatever least. it could be. It, you don't, you don't like... Is that an attack? Possibly. Okay. Uh, you don't You don't suck in a lot of whatever this is. Uh, you just suck. And... It went up Thok's nose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, uh, this this other one that was already on you is gonna take another couple of swings. Okay. Uh, so I have a nineteen and a fourteen. Uh, the nineteen hits. Okay. For uh, nine points of damage. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was Lusion that the other one was on, so it's gonna take some swings at you. Sure. All right, because the one that was on me was the blue one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 19. Oh, yeah, that hits. For uh, six points. Oh, yeah, that's six points of damage. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Gervais, it is your go. Are the people the, being, the people who are being hit aren't actually, like, not prone? They're just... No, no, just they're being just sort of... being jostled around and punched and hit from odd angles. Uh, if you wanted to fall prone, you could probably uh, run, for example, in the in the... <laughs> you could do that. Uh, I'm gonna ready an action to firebolt something that brushes against me. Okay. It's a cantrip, so I'm just gonna be like, "Yep." Ah, uh, anything that tries to take a swing at me, I'm gonna get it. Seems good. Uh, Adrian, it is your go again. 
Uh, all right, I'm just going to have to ready another action to Kay. use my weak uh, piercing damage. Okay. All right. Uh, Ryan, there's definitely at least one next to you that you know the location of, even though it's it's hard to hit. All right. Well, I will try to take a stab at it. Sure. And then with my... I wasn't able to look it up in time, um, but I'm going to try to disengage. I completely whiff on both of my rolls. Okay. So, so uh, you can move... You can disengage at half speed, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, or you can disengage at full speed and uh, potentially fall over. I will disengage at half speed. Okay, so you're moving away like 15 feet or something? <coughs> yeah. Thok, uh, it is your go. You know that, again, there is at least one next to you, uh, potentially two if whatever sort of tried to get up your nose uh, <laughs> is also a guy. <laughs> kind of want to attack my own nose at this point. Um... All right, well, I guess I'm going to do more flailing at the air because I don't know if that, that seemed to do something. If not much. All right. Uh, all right, so I will attack twice with the, the disadvantage. Oof. Uh, no. <laughs> Just I got a nine. Mm. I don't think that hits anything. Nope. Uh, oh, how about a 16? 16 is good. 16 is good. How about nine points of damage? Again, doesn't seem to do as much as it you'd hoped, but it does something. All right. Well, that's something. Illusion? I swing again. Okay. Uh, 14. 14. Yep. Yeah, uh, that'll hit. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah, get there. That's not the right... Uh, yeah, uh, five whole points of damage. Hopefully, probably, probably not. like one point four. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I'm gonna actually wrap up uh, this episode mm-hmm. for All right. just the moment because yep. we are like uh, over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will our heroes survive? <laughs> Tune in next week for Temple of the Lava Bears <laughs> for forty more minutes of fighting the. Unsubscribe. (laughs) Hey folks, it's your DM Jer here, and I really hope you enjoyed the first session of Temple of the Lava Bears. We uh, we are enjoying finally recording it, and uh, I'm here today to tell you that I have been invited to be on the official D&D team for Extra Life, official Dungeons and Dragons team. Now, Extra Life is a really cool charity drive. They raise money for children's hospitals via the Children's Miracle Network. And and they do that with a 24-hour gaming marathon on October 25th. So I'll be going down to Wizards headquarters to uh, to help them live stream a D&D game and raise money for sick kids. Now, that probably sounds a lot like a charity drive that I already do. And that's that's totally fair. Uh, if you are a fan of Desert Bus, if you are a viewer or donor to Desert Bus, I I totally appreciate that, and uh, and I don't want to feel like, or I don't I don't want you to feel like I'm putting undue pressure on you to donate to another very similar charity. However, 
it's a super big honor to be invited, and so I'm going to give it the old college try. Um, and here's what I'm offering. I set up an Extra Life page, and on that page, on extralife.org, I believe it's extra-life.org, um, you can donate to help me create my character. You can, you can help me define my race, my class, uh, my, uh, my name is, is still up for grabs. Uh, all these things can, uh, can be defined on my Extra Life page. And also, because my character is an acolyte of the Temple of the Lava Bears, that is the only thing you cannot define. My background is set in stone. This character is from the Temple of the Lava Bears. Um, I cast spells in a very special way. I cast spells with magic cards. So with a donation, you can add a magic card to my deck, and instead of casting a spell in the normal capacity, I will draw a random card, and I will cast that spell as improvised by our GM, Greg Bilsland. Uh, spells already in my deck include chaos warp general utility gets rid of anything awesome uh wild ricochet could be uh interesting to say the least it could be good uh you know but there's still a bunch of spells i could still use i could use uh rolling earthquake that would probably kill the party super super easily and that's actually i'm given that i'm not dming probably not a good thing but uh, maybe don't add well maybe do i mean rolling earthquake could do something that could be cool anyway uh browbeat might 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 be able to do something? I, I, I don't know. That, that seems like a fun one for Greg to improv at any rate. Insurrection, definitely awesome. You can take over all the bad guys and use them to kill just the other bad guys and totally not the party because, again, I am not DMing. Uh, Blood Moon, I actually don't think Blood Moon... I don't know if Blood Moon would do anything in D&D, but... I mean, we just had a Blood Moon, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, if you can find it in your heart to donate, check out my Extra Life page and, uh, and, and please toss in a couple bucks. Um... Otherwise, I really hope you enjoy the rest of Temple of the Lava Bears. We'll be back with another episode next week.